Welcome to the Broken Sun. This is Specters of a Broken Sun, our second season of the Stories of a Broken Sun podcast. I'm Matt, my pronouns are he and him, and I'm your friendly guide here on the podcast. I'm joined today by a trio of lovely individuals, all of whom will be helping me tell a shapely story this evening. First, we're joined by Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, joining you today on our trapezoid-shaped story. Hmm, I love a trapezoid. Yes, I am she, her, and I play Keva Jarma this episode who is also she her and i am the lore keeper of the ridiculous histories i'm also joined by og brown sugar hi everyone i'm velvet she her i'm playing mave the mother of monsters also she her you can find me on the interwebs at og brown sugar uh and keekers is indeed the keeper of the deep lore can confirm <laughs> <laughs> and finally this evening are joined by michael blood Howdy everyone, it's me, Mike Blood, they, them. You can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm playing Emran Pak, the party's only beef boy, beef boy number one. And um, mm-hmm. I can be identified in my, my real life party role as a fighter of everything evil doll. I don't like him. Not an evil <laughs> doll fan. There's some intra-party conflict going on. Yeah. In terms of our of our real players. <laughs> Speaking of conflict, uh, when last we left off, you had busted your way into the storage room at the uh, base of the Section Blue Tower, which, you know, is just a big old vaultish room full of racks and racks and racks of storage. And then a bunch of, uh, you know, large storage containers strewn about the floor in some pattern that no doubt makes sense to somebody. Uh, Unfortunately, in making your entry, you launched one of these uh, containers up into the air and it clattered to the ground with a tremendous noise, which has caused a loud, annoying klaxon to begin blaring. So we can imagine that in the background of all of these scenes. I am not going to edit in the sound of a blaring klaxon. Please don't worry about that. Thank you. Next time. I, on the other hand, will, when I'm playing this back, just scream the whole time. Mm. <laughs> you can put a klaxon on, you know, pull up klaxon on YouTube, play it in the background. For your own purposes. <laughs> if that's what you wish. Yeah. If you hate your ears, you, you could do that. Uh, so there's a klaxon, and uh, the lights go to that red emergency light, washing out all the colors other than red and black that we see around us. Very dramatic cinematography taking place as the uh, camera zooms in on Emron Pak lying face down on the ground of this cargo room. What's going on? Heaving from the previous effort, Emron turns uh, his head up to the, the noise and vo- uh, soundlessly uh, curses under his breath as he leans down to help the other two up. Okay. Yeah, we don't have to roll for that climbing, do we? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we all stress out. Yes. This isn't D&D. <laughs> this isn't you episode to walk one. Down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remind me. All right, start the climbing clock. Uh, I went back and was listening to the prologue a few weeks ago and just... We've come, that? That's what I'm yeah. We've come a long ways. That's what I'm going to say. I can climb things now, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Comes from flipping up walls, man. Spent a lot of time <laughs> at that wall. Oh, boy. Uh, we did. I have, it's okay. We've learned. We've learned and, and grown. Yeah. Yeah. We now know. I know how to play Fate Accelerated now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I imagine that Keva. Gets a boost from Maeve and then pulled up, and then both Keva and 
Emren pull Maeve up. Yeah, presumably. That makes yeah. sense to me. Uh, you all make your way into this room. You see what I described when you look around. These racks are like really, really, really tall. Uh, this whole room is much taller than a room really should be, especially in a place with limited uh, you know, space, such as this station. It's maybe 40 feet tall, this room, and the racks go all the way up, and all the racks are chock full of stuff. Ooh, what, what sort of stuff? Um, if you want to stick around and poke around through it, you could find out. Uh, at the moment, it just looks like a variety of unfamiliar things, largely in boxes and containers of different sorts. Although the container that Emrin knocked over uh, has broken open, and you can see spilling out of it is just, um, it's just a huge container full of poker chips. <laughs> All the whole container, poker chips. Okay. Are, are there any shiny ones? No, they're just plastic. Do we know what poker is? Poker chips in a variety of colors. <laughs> Do you? No, yeah. <laughs> Do we have station poker? I bet there's probably something similar. I mean, capitalism doesn't work the same way on the station as it does yeah. here or in our world, but uh, people will gamble regardless yeah. of Bottle the caps. economic system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the, or dystopia. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Maximum dystopia. A strong currency. Yep. <laughs> okay, so on the far end of the room from you, you can see a stairwell leading up to a door, just regular size door. And behind you, you can see that there are three things that you would now recognize as cargo lifts, like cargo elevators uh, on the wall behind you. So behind you, three mm. cargo lifts. On the far end, across from you, stairway leading up to a door. And uh, there's a catwalk around the edge about 10 feet up with a railing around it. There's also some ladders that are uh, those wheeled ladders, you know, like they have in an archive or a store that you can use to push around and get into these different containers. Uh, and the klaxon is sounding. Presumably security is on their way here. Uh, as a result of the five that you rolled last time, I started this clock over here, security patrols. This is what we call a tug of war clock. Anytime you do something to evade security patrols, I will add a tick. Anytime you do something that would draw their attention, I will remove a tick. Your goal is to fill this to evade the security patrols. Understood. Just to mention and set the scene, Keva is covering her ears like, like this. Um, hands pressed firmly against her ears. And she's already start. You, you two, uh, Emrin and Maeve, know Keva enough to know that this is causing some sensory overload. Um, and Keva's going to look around to see if there's something she can stuff into her ears to act as uh, weird earplugs. Should I roll for that? Um, you do have a weird thing that you could use to make earplugs. That's true. Oh. You have your prehensile hair. <laughs> <laughs> Keva's own hair starts... Like, I don't know if that's something Keva would think about, but it might be something someone there would think about in the midst of this crisis situation for Keva. That would be a, the worst reflex ever. Keva's gonna, like... Make your mouths. Yeah, Keva is going... Keva has her hands covered over her ears, and she's gonna, like, start, like, looking through the stuff and just being like, I need to find earplugs! We can't afford to get stuck. Let's keep moving. I, um... Emrin grabs Keva's uh, elbow and tries to usher her up the stairs with him to the door. <laughs> It's too loud. I will follow them, but I will take one last wistful look at all the cool stuff. <laughs> all right. Uh, up the stairs, you get to the door. The door uh, is locked, but it is a regular door. So there's a locked door up at the top of these stairs. When you say regular door, you just mean like there's probably a deadbolt on the other side? I mean, it's, it's a, a door designed to keep people, to keep human beings out of a place. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> is there a knob? It's one of those push doors. Like it's got a bar across it to push. And it looks like you push it outwards to open. I push it open. Okay. Um, there is resistance because there's a lock. Do you keep pushing? I, I push it better. Yeah, it breaks open immediately. Okay, um, we're to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the slightest increased pressure from your superhuman strength shatters this door lock. Uh, it bangs open against the wall on the outside. Unfortunately, though, the klaxon out here is even louder because the That's hallway not. is only about um, 
10 feet tall and about six feet wide for you. And the klaxon speakers are set up at the top corners where they where they meet about every 20 feet. And the emergency lighting is red along the uh, along the roof here in, uh, again, about the same dispersion, uh, one light every 20 feet along the ceiling of this hallway. Can I Could reach we? some, maybe some electrical cord that's probably tacked to the wall that goes to the, uh, the klaxon speakers? Could I reach that? Um, well, let's see, you're eight feet tall? Thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, the hallway is only 10 feet tall. Perfect. <laughs> You're, oh, really big? <laughs> you just barely reach it. <clears throat> uh, Kevin, oh, I might have to stretch. Kevin realizes that it's going to be hard to keep on moving with her hands covering her ears, and then she realizes that she can mold her hair into, like, headphones, basically. Smart move. Yeah, so it's kind of like Princess Leia buns now. Okay. I was going to make you roll to resist a level one harm, but that's a smart move you've made. Yeah. You're, you're safe. The sound is oh, duly muffled. Uh, though it does mean that the sounds of your, uh, of your comrades are also muffled. Of course. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's, autism got an autist. You have to do what you got to do to avoid that sensory overload. Makes that's sense. the more important part for Keva right now. Very true. So, uh, Emran. Yes. I would like to doing? try to see if I can shut off the, the klaxon. Or in the very least, okay. if I can't do that, see through anything that might be connected to it. Okay. Uh, let's do an attune, I think. Coolio. You're in a risky situation. This will be standard effects because there is SGM in the wiring of these places, even if it's not in the walls and the structure. It's a four. It's a four. Okay. Uh, so you are able to trace the lines of SGM that are connecting the emergency lights to the klaxons, and you can trace it from speaker to speaker all along this hallway, which shows you that this hallway, uh, you get a rough idea of the shape of this hallway for the next hundred or so feet. Um, as you are attempting to sort of tap into this wiring and shut it off, uh, you sever one of the wires I, I, with, uh, you know, your, your brain powers trying to redirect it. Uh, unfortunately, that sets off a second level of alarm um, because oh, no. someone has tampered with the security system. So I'm going to tick up the security patrols. Actually, I'm going to leave it. Oh, okay. So it was at one and I'm moving it back down to... No, do I need to do this the other way around? Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to start filling it. I'll have to fill it every time you attract attention. So I'm going to put it. two ticks in there. Okay. So you are, you are able to, from doing that severing, you are able to disable the klaxons in this hallway, uh, but it has alerted the security patrols to something is going on in this hallway. Yikes. So, so the uh, buns come down and Keva sighs in relief and then hugs Emran and is like, thank you very much. Oh, it, it's much louder than it was, actually. Oh, I thought it turned off. It's louder in the next section. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You turned off the klaxons here, but you can. Oh, okay. You, Emran, know that a second layer of alarm has been tripped. So Fully. Kevin doesn't know. So she thanks yep. Emran anyway. And I nervously nod at you. <laughs> this is what we would call dramatic irony. When the <laughs> audience and some characters know something which another character doesn't, creating tension in the scene. Okay. What do you do? Can I consult our schematics? Absolutely. The schematics show you a, uh, it's not perfect. There are sections missing because this is a super top secret installation, but, uh, you do have a general idea of where you are and you can see the general idea of what the hallways should look like. And you basically know where you're going. If you want to plan out a sneakier route, then you might need to do some type of study or something along those lines of the map now that you're actually here and can see what it actually looks like. I'm going to do some... I'm studying. Okay. Uh, you're still in a risky situation. The security is closing in, but you will have standard effects using the map. All right. A six. A six. Hey. Okay. Uh, you are able to find that there is a series of maintenance corridors that branch off from this one a few feet, well, like maybe 20, 30 feet ahead of here. So if you can get into the 
supply closet that's on the right, you'll be able to, it will take some destruction, but you'll be able to kind of bash your way through a series of interconnected, not really interconnected, but close enough interconnected closets uh, to get around the main corridors here. Of course, that may create sound, whether that sound will be heard over the klaxons or whether that will set off more alarms or, but this is a back way that you can take with minimal effort. I'm down to try it. Can't get any louder, right? Don't say that. Don't <laughs> say that. You know, if Zonin was here, he'd probably like pretend to be someone from Section Blue and like tell them, oh, I'm sorry, I set off the alarm because I did this or something. And they'd see us and square one. Uh, possibly. All right, let's walk and talk. Okay. Uh, when you get to the door to the supply closet, this one does have a knob on it. Have you seen Jessica Jones? Yes. yes. I haven't. You know how she opens doors by she just turns the knob and then just keeps turning it? Yeah. I love her. Yeah, you can pretty much do that. Or Emran can. Boom. The door just <laughs> swings open. Oh, that's fun. There's just cleaning supplies in here. There's also, you can see what clearly appears to be some drug paraphernalia hidden uh, in one corner. And then the back wall there, there's some uh, mops and brooms in front of it, but that's where you'll need to go through. And I think we'll need to decide, basically we'll do one roll for how you are going to um, make your way through this series of uh, flimsy-ish by your standards walls. Well, I was thinking like we could try to slice and then push it through so that it's not just like a huge explosion. It's just more like the and then gentle push through so that but it'd probably behoove us to have Emran check out the innards first. Make sure we don't set off any more alarms. I could do that. So basically Keva would say something along the lines of like how about you check to see if it's going to set off another uh, alarm? And then we cut a hole through the wall. It's going to take time, but it stops us being found. Well, I can help you cut it. This could be an opportunity for a group action. Sure. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Maeve could help us cut it too, technically. Yeah. Your sharp spider legs. Yeah, Maeve's got the map. Keva and uh, Emrin have blades. And then Keva and Emrin also have big muscles. So those are all. Yeah possibilities there blades are not just for skating in this situation mm -hmm. that's the most innocent and cute thing i've ever heard <laughs> you guys haven't heard of that vine before no no, that's uh, no seriously there's this guy that says hey you want some blades and then the guy the other guy says no blades are for skating you dingus <laughs> that's very good tries to skate off but like it's kind of snowy that's so funny oh that's a great a vine the question here is do you want to move fast or do you want to move smart if you want to move fast i think this is scramble if you want to move smart it's probably skulk for the group action hmm. well i have a tick in scramble and not in skulk but i'm not the only person rolling here so i have neither Okay. I say, well, here's what I say, actually. If they're going to be bearing down on us, I'd rather not be in a bunch of holes. Let's go fast. We hit them when we're up top. Sounds good. Okay. Who wants to lead this group action? I'm going to suggest not Emrin. Whatever. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of stress. I feel fine. Okay. So Keva has no stress. Um, so I will lead and I have a scramble. So cool. Okay. I have no scramble. Let's give it a shot. My eggs are hard boiled, not scrambled. <laughs> Ma'am. Speaking of uh of eggs and their shells, is Maeve still in her insect form here? No. It's like I probably like left uh left the carapace does for us to like use it as a scaffolding. Okay. You molted. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Mike doesn't look thrilled at that. Adorable. <laughs> No, it's 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 <laughs> truly wonderful. I like to imagine it. That's just there. It, it was the best I could do, short of a pat on the pike. Yeah, velvet. <laughs> Why is a that warning. the next option? No, it's a warning. So you can all roll 
uh, your scramble. You can, <laughs> yep. of course, push yourselves or ask for devil's bargains and so on if you wish to uh, increase your position or effects. Uh, this is going to be a risky roll, and I think the effect is going to be uh, great, which means if you do well on this, we'll take away both of those ticks in the security patrol right now. Ooh. Okay, um, and then pushing myself... Let me double two stress. Two. Okay. I will do two stress for one bonus die. Okay. This is six. All right. That's five. two successes so far. Wow. Wow. But you got a three. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, you, you take the three. You did roll a six, but yeah. that being said, zero dice. Well done, Bob. Um, yeah. You. you got through. So that's one additional stress to Keva. Okay. As you led the, the group action. Well, it's not too bad. Keva, how do you. All right, so Maeve, how do you mess up, and Keva, how do you compensate for that? I think I think maybe um I try to grow some claws, but they're like big claws, not finesse claws, and I end up uh, caving in more than we intended. You pull a scorpion, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Keva, like an extra couple parts of her hair, like shoots out and like grabs these pieces before they like make this big noise and like gently lowers them down and she's like that's okay that's okay we're all new to this <laughs> we're, we're still getting used to your spider body <laughs> to, to the terrifying bug parts she's beautiful she's a model these were definitely like big like mr crabs like scorpion <laughs> I don't always go spider tour. Okay, so you uh, bust through this series of back ways. Like each closet that you move through or each small space that you move through is uh, clearly has a different function. Like you go through uh, a disused water treatment area, a use an, an in-use water treatment area. Uh, one of the closets that you go into is just full of costumes, maybe for undercover work. There's another closet that is... You know, you've clearly gone far enough that there's another cleaning supplies closet that you break through. One of them, you go in and it's all just mannequins. Ooh. This is the worst police headquarters in the world. Yeah. Kevin gets <laughs> really... It's the police yeah. academy? <laughs> I, I was scared Kevin of these gets, guys. <laughs> yeah. Keva gets so distracted by the costumes, though, because she's like, look at all this clothes. And oh wow! <laughs> for sure, she steals a scarf. I'm imagining the shot is you bust into the room with all the costumes. Keva's eyes go wide, and the camera is on the other side of the next wall. They bust down the next wall, and Keva comes through in a costume. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yes. It's just a onesie over the armor. <laughs> I don't What's know the... if Keva would actually wear another one. It's Gumboy. <laughs> it's a Gumboy scarf. No! Yes. Yes. No! No! <laughs> that that was going from crate. All right, I'm gonna write a I'm gonna write a short story about a a section blue operative that goes undercover at a at a uh, satchel folk competition. You need to, <laughs> please. Property but, of C. Jones. Yeah, but Kava would totally be terrified of Gumboy. Are you kidding? Mm, that's why. Yeah, but you as you see her grab a this other item uh you see the scarf that says property of c jones on right next to it good easter egg there yeah <laughs> what do you think what of the satchel folk that we've discovered so far which do you think the hub kids would like oh boy <laughs> maybe a uh, war meander frog boxer everyone would love frog boxer <laughs> yeah, yeah of course war meander <laughs> my drawing of war meander is a little less creepy so maybe that <laughs> Besides Frog Boxer, Gumboy, and the Moist Jester, I, I think that's all we have right now. <laughs> what? What did you oh, say? You all didn't see the Moist Jester? <laughs> I, I, I was aware of the Moist Jester. I must oh. have blocked that out of my memory. No. You didn't share the Moist Jester with everyone, Keith? I'm sure you did. Oh, I did. You yeah. me. You shared it with me. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. yeah. Why is he moist, though? <laughs> <laughs> because he's what? a moist type. He's moist type, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to be inconsolable for the next few minutes. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, obviously, we can't use water and fire types. 
Yeah, no, of course. So, uh, so we have moist type. Yeah, we have moist type and hot type. Yeah. And um, <laughs> what was the other one? Hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's hard. <laughs> I think another I think another one was um fungus type. That was okay. that was right. one. We had fungus. Yeah. yeah. Fungus among us. I think with they would spirit type was one of them. Spook yeah. type. Yeah, spook type is probably better yeah, than spirit yeah, spook, type. Spook type. Spook. spook. Someone suggested oh. leprechaun type, but no. I think that's a little too specific. I rebuke the devil. No thank you. No no thank you. No leprechauns. I feel like Maeve is probably into spook type. Is that Spoop, yeah. uh, spoop bu- bug type, yeah. Spoop and bug, yeah. That's what Mavis. Oh, uh, we need a, we need a, yeah, we need a different bug word for bug. Crawl. Chitin. Crawl. Yeah, oh, chitin. I like chitin. Chitin type. Chitin, there you go. chitin type, yeah. Spook slash chitin type. And then a lot of people don't like, um, Jen Euler's number because of the crustacean type. Mm. Mm. All right. Sorry to distract from our. What are we doing? <laughs> The, the audience loves the deep lore. Yeah, the deep yeah. I think the spook chitin type is called a uh, scorpokinok. Scorpokin. Someone, someone write that down, please. I'll scorpokum. Scorpokum because it pokes them with the stinger. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I will. I will write that down and add that to the. And the stinger list. is a ghost. Oh, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> yeah. one. I will write that down. Okay. Back to, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. But okay. You make aside, it a series of closets. <laughs> yeah, Matt, so. We don't care about the plot anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are only but I just really wanted to say that I do claim different Pokemon, not satchel different Pokemon as characters, and we had all agreed that um C D is confagorous. Con- the sarcophagus. The mathematician? No. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a sarcophagus ghost Pokemon. Right. That was the uh, evolution sarcophagus, of the yeah. Yeah, mask. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry, I just wanted to add that. Right, last thing. So we have hard type. That's probably like the fighting type, right? Of course. Uh, I want to say that. Are they the rock hard? type or the fighting type? Because no, I, I got beef got has to be the fighting type. type. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. Beef is the fighting beef type. Is the fighting type. Okay. So hard is the like rock type. And then, of course, normal type, I think, will just be soft. Normie. Soft type. The muggle type. <laughs> Does that mean that Tully is a beef type? Of course. That yeah. there is a. But that means that there is a satchel folk named Tully that is beef type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just spelled differently. It's like T U. H-L-Y. Okay. Okay, you got through all the closets. <laughs> We're fighting cops. <laughs> you uh, burst out of the last one into a hallway where the klaxon is sounding again. So, Keva, you'll probably need those uh, those earmuffs up again. Uh, Keva has tied the scarf around her head. So you bust into the hallway, and you hear up at the T-junction to your left the sound of people running past. They're not turning down here, but you can hear that there are forces mobilized nearby. Um According to your map, Mave, if you go to the left, you just have to make a right turn and you are almost at the elevator you need to take to get up to the garage, where, as far as you know, probable cause is being kept along with other impounded vehicles. All right. I will lead the charge, doing like the bicycle hand turning signals. (laughs) Okay. As you get up to the T-junction, you can see to the left uh, with the strobing red lights and the uh, and the klaxons you can see the tail end of a group of people turning left at the far end of that corridor uh heading back towards where you were before uh so you take a right you head up to the elevator the elevator is in lockdown mode because of course it is it's an emergency situation so but the door is open because this group just came out of there it's a large elevator it can probably hold 20 people all right i could try to get this going myself or we could climb or I could just hack it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speak to the machine spirit. Uh, so I will roll hack. Oh, sure. Okay. It's- Risky situation still that hasn't changed. And this will be, you've worked with this enough now. I'll say standard effect. You're getting used to the ins and outs of this system. Uh, oh, six. It's six. six. Noise. All right. The elevator, as you pile into the elevator, the three of you, the doors slide shut. Your hair 
uh, is attached to the like buttons on there. And I guess to the key where or the key, what's the word for the keyhole? Is it just the keyhole? It can't be. The lock pad? There's a word for this. It can't be keyhole. But I'm can't sorry, it... Matt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what yeah. do you call the keyhole? I'm Googling this. What do you this. call the call the key? <laughs> oh my God, it's just called the keyhole. <laughs> yeah. What did you think it was called? Why are you I so was so I was sure. <laughs> now keyhole needs to be another satchel folk. Keyhole is just such a horrible word. <laughs> keyhole is a horrible word. That is true. Kingdom Hearts! The alternate is Keyway. Uh, key but I've way. never heard Keyway, no. If Keyhole yeah. finds a skeleton key, it'll evolve into another satchel the Keyway, yes. There you go. Okay. Oh, Keyhole is a satchel book. <laughs> writing it down. So you're attached into the Keyhole, and the Keyhole, uh, the lock turns, and the doors slide shut, and the elevator says, Welcome to Section Blue Elevator, Sub-Basement Level 7. How can I help you today? Keva is so happy that it talks. She's just got like this little happy <laughs> manic grin on her face. Yeah, where are all your drones? Are they still following yeah, you? Yeah, they're they're flopsing around. And my broken one that I have in my pocket. Okay, just checking. Hi, what's your name? Keva says. Welcome to the Section Blue Elevator, sub-basement level seven. How can I help you today? Close, close the doors. Oh, yeah. Keva says, close doors. Doors closing. And the doors slide shut. What floor do we need to get to? The garage, Maeve? What, what floor do we have to get to? Yeah, is it just the garage or like the impound lot? Yeah, impound lot, sure. Better term. To the impound lot. Impound lot. And the uh, elevator starts to move up. And uh, there's some pleasant elevator music. You probably have like a minute of this because you're on sub-basement level seven. Is it our song? It's the same song that you heard in the elevator at the hub. Astonishingly yes. enough. Yes. <laughs> no. Da 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 only thing that survived the emergency. It's just that. That and that and Margaritaville. Of course, no. That that is canon. That was established. Anything you want to to say during this brief moment of? I'm ex- really excited about meeting Terry. Terry sounds interesting. I'm I'm still unclear about whether or not Terry is an unbraked AI or just different. I guess we'll find out. Guess so. It's been going pretty well so far. Ding. Impound lot. Oh, there we go. The doors slide open uh, into the hallway. Uh, this hallway does not have a klaxon going on. And the lights are a nice warm yellow, uh, uh, as you would normally see inside of a building. Uh, Keva unties the head covering scarf from her head, and, and it is now just gracefully al- around her shoulders. It looks very fashionable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it, so Keva's got like a poncho, and then on top of the poncho is the scarf. Yes. Okay. Just want to check, make sure. Is she? Well, we don't know if she's wearing armor yet. That'll that'll come up later, maybe. I mean, she yeah, it could be under the poncho. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a possibility that she does not have the poncho because she doesn't want it to get hurt. Just <laughs> get an armored poncho. It's <laughs> armored that, poncho, armor plated poncho. This is actually this is like I'm really questioning. Would she actually be? Is this like the first canonical? No, it is not the. She took it off at one point, but this is like it's still really weird if she's not wearing a poncho. Listen, armor-plated poncho is like the whole plot of Fistful of Dollars. So yeah, this is significant. The armor armor poncho, like Keva said. Okay, I see that you have armor, but do you have an armor poncho? <laughs> we flash back flash to that back, yeah. like what what is that what are you saying her talking to chains do you have an armor poncho because i need an armor it's like yes absolutely of course we do this is we have an armored robe i suppose it could be modified to be have a poncho <laughs> function i have shears just, I am. I am a wizard. <laughs> if that is what you wish. No, you don't understand. It's very important. The poncho. 
<laughs> the punch was my life. No. Chains nods. While Keva's lost in reverie, move forward. I understand the importance of aesthetic. There we go. Of course he does. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's that. It's kind of more just comfort and anxiety need. Speaking of anxiety, in the hallway where you yes. are now, exiting the elevator, uh, you can still hear the sound of people running uh, down to your right this time, which is fortunately not the direction you need to go. You have uh, done a good job of evading the security patrols here. So you just need to get into the impound lot, which is down to your left. And it's just there's there's a door to the impound lot. It seems like everybody is heading down to where they think you are. That's really good. They are totally going to get freaked out by your chitinous shell, though, Maeve. They're going to be like, what is this? That is really going to upset them. Good. No, yeah, I completely (laughs) agree. They're going to think there's giant bugs on the station. We should make some giant (laughs) bugs when we have the the time. Can I lay eggs? Can you lay eggs? (laughs) I mean, wouldn't Uh, that technically be a kid? (laughs) Wouldn't that be totally against your brand, though? Uh, You know, it depends on if they're fertilized or not, I guess. Kids are my brand. If we all work together, I'm sure we can raise a spider <laughs> child. <laughs> this is what I was saying. Like I opened the door to avoid a couple months ago <laughs> to avoid this whole fight again. Oh no, you open the door. I don't want to talk about kids, Kevin. Sorry. There is a very large impound lot. It's a big flat parking lot, basically indoors, and there's huge rolling. I guess corrugated metal doors all along one side where you would come in and out. They're all closed at the moment. They are very tall, though. They go up to uh, 30 feet up because some vehicles are very big, I guess. And speaking of big vehicles, this place is full of them. Uh, You see in one corner, there's a tank that viewers would recognize, but the three of you would not, uh, as the one that uh, was decommissioned, I suppose, conquered by Maven Slip. Not Maven Slip, Augustus and Slip. <laughs> Maven Slip have not met yet. Oh, but they will. No, oh yeah. Uh, by Augustus and Slip. So that tank is here. Apparently, uh, whoever was uh, from that. Oh no, did I forget the name of the company? Uh, Nebul, Nebul's the cloud one. Uh, Nimbus. Yeah, Nimbus. Nimbus. Nimbus Heavy Aerospace. NHA Nimbus Heavy Aerospace. Apparently, presumably after disassembling it, studying it, and then reassembling it, uh, turn it over to Section Blue. So it's there. Uh, You see a a series of what look like motorcycles that have all been impounded. They're like fancy ones that have been done up in ways that are clearly not street legal. Uh, There's a couple of just cars. Some are nice, some not so much. Uh, There's three-wheeled golf cart things with sirens, uh, sirens on them which uh, presumably are, you know, police carts. Uh, Of course, a whole fleet of Segways with the sirens on them, similar to the ones that you took over to the tunnels with uh, with clay, not with chains. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a huge orb, just just a ludicrously large chrome orb in the center of the floor. And it is hooked up to a variety of different tubes and wires. And uh, it is tethered to the wall and the floor by chains and uh, heavy cables of some sort, maybe carbon fiber cables. And uh, it looks like, well, as you are looking at it, you can see that there are some panels missing from the side of it, marring the chrome surface of the orb. And uh, you can hear from the far side of it the sound of some type of power tool as somebody is presumably sawing into it on the far side. You can see some sparks shooting up into the air from there. That one is shaped like a friend. What? (laughs) (laughs) I like its shape. It is friendly. I suppose most spheres that we've met have been pretty friendly. Yes, some of them. Other ones have weird tendrils. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think there's somebody over there. Yeah. Hey, Kepa, can you make a web? I could. Kepa, Any size? Sorry, go ahead. Keva <laughs> covers her face with her scarf because she's like, we should wear disguises. Right. I put my mask on. I just give myself like a predator face. Ooh, that's a scary one. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Keva is so pure. <laughs> 
That face is shaped like a friend. <laughs> the best noodle. Okay. Are you heading down? There's a there's a stairway. You're on a catwalk when you enter in, and there's stairways on either end of it leading down. And the catwalk also continues around the perimeter here. And there's another catwalk further up around the edges. Is there any place that looks like it might be like a control tower in an airport? You can see built into the wall about 20 feet to the left of you. There is a, looks like a bay window, kind of. And it looks like that's a control box. Presumably the people who oversee this area look out from there. It you would like, guess that there are probably security and surveillance cameras. That's what I was thinking. Like throughout the facility, but especially here. Whether or not you all would know what to look for is a different question. You can try that or whatever you want. You see that box over to our left? Yes. It looks kind of like that room with all the glowing button lights at Hub. I'm thinking it might be how we turn off all the tubes. You want me to go over there and hook up to it and do that? I'm thinking there's probably people in it. Okay. Hence the web question. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should go commandeer it. Then I don't know how many people are working on the friend sphere, but we'll give it a shot. Let's try to keep this quiet for as long as possible. Sure thing. To access that uh, area over, it looks like you would have to go back out into the hallway and up to the door that leads into that control booth. We can't just swing over there on web. You could do that too, if we you want. Burst through the window like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not limiting your approaches. I'm just letting you know there's no walkway to, there's like no door from here into the control room. So I'm imagining this setup a little bit like the huge, like um, whatever the heck the like the dimension warping device in into the spider verse is like. So it's just like this huge room with. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, and then this kind of glassed off like control room. Yeah, sure. That, yeah, yeah. So Keva gets excited at the prospect of. She's like, "Could we swing into there on a web?" Like, <laughs> we could, but we'd probably get cut on the glass. It would look cool. I won't lie to you. Yeah. It might also be special glass that we can't break through. Mm. We could try the door yeah. first. Okay. You could turn yourselves into a wrecking ball. My <laughs> goodness, we could. <laughs> you have all of the required elements. I'm just saying, teamwork makes the dream work. I poke my head into the hallway to see if there's anyone outside the office or control room. Let me do a fortune roll here. Sure. And I feel like now we have to be a wrecking ball. Yeah. Section blue is tier three. No, of three ones, three ones, three ones. Or is that, do I want a six or do I want a one? Tyus is a five. Yeah. There are people in the hallway now. When you poke your head out or your sword out or however you want to look, because you can't just look through your sword. That is true. Oh, that's cool. You see that there is now a group of two people standing outside the door to that control room. They're talking to each other. They are both holding uh, what you would now recognize as like a submachine guns and wearing body armor and helmets. There's two guys in the hallway look heavily armed. So that's a yes on breaking down the window. It's either that or get shot at, I guess, but we're going to get shot at either way. Why not both? (laughs) Why not both? Good thing I have armor. Let's execute ultimate friend maneuver wrecking ball. Yeah. I like the idea that this is something the three of them have talked about before. Absolutely. <laughs> like, what's going to be our super move when we fight? It's come up multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's got a sketch pad. Exactly. Like a flip book uh, animation of what it should look like. <laughs> exactly. got multiple diagrams. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, structurally, that would never work. And you're like, oh. I imagine that how we're doing this is that uh, Maeve has the like Spider-Man's the the web up onto the ceiling, and we like, you know, do the swing. But the way that it works is that Emran and Keva hold on to Maeve and the web or whatever. And then Keva uses her hair as the outer part of the wrecking ball. That's what I was imagining, but. I'm trying to think what, 
kind of action this is in it. <laughs> I think it's the cool action. Yeah, the cool yeah. action. Super is it freaking hell? cool. Yeah. Are we piloting ourselves? Are you turning into a vehicle? Is this hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> Fire say Fire ship yes. weaponry? <laughs> I would not... say... Would it be scrap since we're like very specifically wrecking stuff? Yeah. I don't know because scrap is like it specifically says with opponents or holding a position. Assault a oh. position. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure. Scrap. Yeah, yeah because All right. the, the opponent is the glass. Yeah, it says assault a position. So that's, that's literally scrap. what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I roll the scrap? First up, uh, so Maeve, you're going to turn in, you're going to like build yourself a spider uh, abdomen or spider tour. Spider okay. tour. Spider tour. <laughs> Let's do an attune for that because you've been you've been going through a lot of different shapes. So this might be starting to take a toll on you. We'll do an attune, a risky and standard effect. Because you're still in a risky position here. You're surrounded by potential enemies. Good old risky standard. Yeah, you know what? I'll put pushing myself is too stress, right? Yes, yes indeed. Yeah. I'm gonna push myself here. Okay. We have two gambits. That's a four. Uh, yeah, you should still have two gambits. Cool. All right, you got a four. So you're able to transform into your spider tour form and, you know, whip the web up to the ceiling or one of the beams, maybe the catwalk. The next catwalk up probably is the smart move here. Okay. I think there's more creaking and cracking sounds than usual when you are transforming in this way uh, because it is, you know, it's taking its toll on you. It doesn't harm you to do this, but it does make a lot of noise. And just as you are doing this, the uh, power tools on the far side of the sphere stop like as if they're taking a break it's just one of those bad luck moments like when everyone's talking in a room and then everyone stops right as you say something super embarrassing really loudly it's like that but with like horrible creaking and cracking noises as your body extrudes things never meant to be part of human form and you hear from the oh, good old high school locker right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you hear from the far side of the sphere, hey, did you hear something? And then, I hope it's just your imagination. I think we should check it out. Very well, if it will shut you up. And there are some footsteps. Is, um, that, so is, is that Eeyore? No. <laughs> <laughs> just the stuffed animal walks around the sphere. <laughs> no, that's totally their avatar. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, so uh, you're you're ready to go, but there are people coming. So we're keeping you in a risky position for now, but uh, it's it's going to go badly if you're spotted because presumably everyone around here is armed. All right, so this is a group action again. Who wants to lead this one? Keva, this was this was your idea. <laughs> I'll lead it again. Is this the scrap roll? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, uh, risky, and uh, I'll say great effects because this is your super move. How's your uh, scrap, Keva? Because I could roll that as well. I have two ticks in so it. Everyone's, everyone's rolling scrap. It's a group action. Oh. But, yeah, I have... uh, yeah, Keva's running the group action. Keva's leading it. So that's one success. That's a success. Good. And that's a six. Everyone succeeded. Okay. Keva, you rolled the six. So narrate for us how your uh, super move goes because you crash right through into this control room. Uh, what does it look like? Oh my! Oh my gosh! So it works. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure this out. So, <laughs> so the web is attached to this ceiling now, and those people are just sort of like, uh. So Kevin like freaks a little bit. She uh grabs onto Maeve, and Emran grabs onto Maeve, and Emran. It's kind of like holding the top of the web as well. So it's kind of like a group hug. But Keva's hair like showers out and becomes this like circular shape around them. With It, it looks kind of like a morning star with some great like spikes coming out of it all the way. Kind of the way the... Metal. Yeah, kind of the way the hub had spikes coming out of it um, at the final battle of season one. And it, it kind of just... They kind of push off. They swing up one way and they crash into it, and just like there's this rain of this glass, like <laughs> little tingling noises as it hits the ground. 
and um, the kids kind of like are just standing there as the hair releases, and they're just sort of like looking around, like, "Oh, okay, it worked. <laughs> it, it actually worked." You see two unconscious bodies at your feet. Hey, good just job! As you crashed in here. You knocked out the two people who were in the control booth. We're the best. Are these uh, sinew homunculi or robots? These are cyborg people. So they're they're people with uh, one of them has like a cyborg legs and arms, but they have a human torso and head. Uh, it's difficult to tell because, of course, they're wearing an armored vest and a helmet. But uh, underneath the helmet, you can see that they have uh, the, the features of a, a human face uh, with the expression now of just unconsciousness. Oh. And the other person is uh, almost entirely mechanical, except that they have uh, they're sort of the opposite. They have mechanical torso, legs and head, and then they have organic arms. So I guess they like to, you know, feel stuff. But they're both unconscious now. Uh, and you do hear from the far side of the door, somebody knocks. Are you okay in there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a moment and then like you hear. <laughs> and they knock again. Uh, we're coming in. No, don't. <laughs> Can I web the door? Yeah, and Keva will um the hair that was kind of like shooting back into her head stops and shoots into the control panel. <laughs> okay. So Keva, you're working on the control panel. Maeve, you want to web the door. Emran, it sounds like maybe that's a sway roll. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh I don't know, maybe Maeve, can you help uh him with that? I do not have sway. I have command if you want to be like, no. I don't have sway either. Yeah, you could you could try to command. You can gamble on the people in here having higher rank. I I mean, I don't have any points in either, so I think it, it's funny no matter what. I mean, can I command them in my spooky voice? Make sure they don't want to come in? No. <laughs> Stay out. Yeah, sure. Maybe uh, maybe Emran is assisting me. Sure, okay. With I'll, your, burn a, I'll burn a stress for that. With your terrible lies. <laughs> it almost worked matt if there were only one guard it would have worked mm -hmm. um okay uh I'm, I'm going to do another fortune roll to see uh whether or not the people in here are higher rank than the people out there <laughs> oh no you are not higher rank so it's going to be risky with limited effect command roll it's definitely gonna work though hi everything is uh normal Risky limited effect. Let's go. And you get additional die or improved uh, positioning from Emran's assistance? Um, we also have two gambits. You know what? I have three die, so I think maybe uh, improved positioning. Okay. A risky standard then. Risky standard. Good old risky standard. R good old risky standard. Yeah, when are we going to see risky standard? That's a four. Oh, whoops. Four. Okay. Um... Yeah, I can work with this. <laughs> uh, so the people outside, they hear your voice and they say, ah, well, okay, I guess there's an emergency situation going on. Uh, we'll remain outside uh, for the next few minutes before we uh, attempt to enter again. Please let us know if you require assistance. And I was like, <laughs> having some type of argument out there, but they do appear <laughs> that they're not going to come in uh, at this moment. Keva, keva. But the thing that... <laughs> does come in at this moment through the shattered window is a spray of gunfire. Uh, it's firing up at an angle from the floor inside the impound lot, and the bullets are not in danger of hitting any of you directly, but they spray into the roof above your head, causing, you know, presumably flinching or discomfort of some sort on the outside. See, I told you there was somebody in here. I knew it. I suppose you were correct. He's so calm. I'll radio command. Um, so should I roll the hack now? <laughs> Keva has crou crouched down and is covering her head and her hair is hacks. connecting. You're in a desperate position, but your effect will be standard. Wow. Another six. You got a six. Noise. Oh boy. Keva. Uh, you have control of the impound lots, uh, computer system. Okay. So, uh, Keva's going to search for probable cause or big chrome sphere and disconnect it. Okay. Well, as you are navigating through the system, you see, I feel like the operating system that Section Blue uses is like 
objectively really stupid. <laughs> I'm envisioning the scene from Jurassic Park. Have you, I don't know. Oh, have you all seen Jurassic while. Park? It's yeah. been a while, but. Where Lex is like, this is Unix. I know this. And it is clearly not Unix. <laughs> it's like this 3D, really bad polygonal 3D system where you have to like click to navigate through the different files and then the camera like moves to the file before opening it. It's uh, a very bad system, clearly designed by the lowest bidder, probably somebody's nephew. Okay. Is it called Glass Pane X? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Glass Pane Vista. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so you're trying to uh, work with this operating system that you do have some experience with now. You see there's an image of the impound lot and you laboriously navigate over to the impound lot. And in the impound lot, there's uh, little images of each of the type of vehicle that's in there. And you can see that the probable cause is there. You click on it, it zooms in a bit. And there's a readout of all the information on it. And uh, there's a variety of warnings on on the information being printed out. Stuff like approach with caution, unknown artificial intelligence you know, danger, danger, and a list of like, uh, as it turns out, several people have been injured trying to break into the probable cause. Uh, and they have not yet gotten into the vehicle. So the booby traps. Yeah. So they haven't gone into it, but they've been starting to download information from it. So they're like working on hacking it. They're burning through firewalls and they're like, they're like progress, uh, breaching systems, 75% at the moment. Uh, so you're able to see that and to start disconnecting some of the systems that are currently like burrowing through the firewalls Terry has put up. Yeah. From the outside, you hear a, uh, you hear the two people are getting closer. They're occasionally still spraying gunfire up into here. Um, can I, can I do another thing where I access or Keva accesses, uh, like the files of one of the tanks and has it, uh, lock in on them? Uh, yeah, you can do that. Why not? You're pulling a Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila. I beg your pardon? She is my favorite tank. Sheila! No, that was a terrible caboose. <laughs> uh, okay, you're still in a desperate position. I think uh, the tank is, again, this is the tank from earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. uh, this has yet another different operating system. So <laughs> you Roll can do this. hack. Okay. It'll be a desperate limited hack. Okay. We have gambits. Is it linoleoma? That system no one knows. Yeah, you do have two gambits still. Um, and in fact, you have more than that because yeah. you have rolled sixes, sixes on risky actions. Okay, so... Four? Yeah, we, we have, have four. four gambits. If I take one of the gambits, what do I... You get an extra die. Okay. Remember to mark your XP. Yeah, every time you roll desperate, mark your experience in that uh, uh, ability. Right. And then one bonus die. It is a five. Okay. Good, good thing yeah. I took it. So the tank activates and you hear from out there. But it just, just to make sure, it's only trained on those two people, not us, if we come out. Right now you have succeeded in activating the tank. Okay. The tank has turned on and the turret is starting to track back and forth but you're having a difficult time trying to get it to actually do anything uh, because it's again yet another different operating system and you're still in the current operating system like you're trying to multitask yeah. with two unfamiliar things here so as that's happening you hear out in the hallway a or not in the hallway in the impound lot the two voices are getting closer and you hear a third voice from further out in the impound lot saying Oh, don't be ridiculous. Why haven't you just called the chief yet? Fine, I'll do it myself. The chief. And Covering somebody... fire. Content warning ahead for cannibalism. You can jump back in at 59 minutes and 29 seconds. <laughs> and, uh, While that hubbub is going on, I would like to replenish my supplies of transformation material by eating the organic parts of the cyborgs. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, that's... <laughs> Keva is gonna look away. Oh my gosh! Oh gosh! Oh gosh! I need biomass to transform. Well, I don't think we need to describe that any further than that. Yeah, yeah. That's what Maeve is doing. My do word, Emran, can you do something about the people out there? I tried to turn on the tank to shoot at them, but I'm having a hard time. All I have is a direct solution in mind. Do you have anything else in mind? <laughs> I'm about to jump out the window. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, could you kind of use the the web? The that's There's a great idea. Hap- There's too many things happening right now. Don't worry, uh, Emran, you're taking the the web down. I'm gonna take the web, swing across to wherever those guys are, and uh, get them. Okay, assault a position or an opponent, or are you getting down there for? I'm attempting to, like, swing on the web directly into them. Okay. So probably scrap then? Sounds good to me. Are you a wrecking ball? Are you going to break their walls? As you approach the window, you see the, uh, the two people down there that were already in clear view. They are continuing to fire up at your position. So you're in a desperate position as you begin this action. Excellent. Uh, attacking from above here, uh, you've got a sword, they have guns. I'm going to say you start off with standard effect. You have the high ground. So what's great about this is because I'm a wrecking crew, whenever I strike <laughs> oh, in melee, yeah. I get an extra die. And if I spend a Ooh. gambit, I get extra effect. Ooh. So I'm going to roll with five dice, if Matt's okay with me <laughs> using wrecking crew, and then do great effect. Okay, Wrecking Crew is something that I gave you, so presumably I was okay with you using it. <laughs> Makes sense. Just want to make sure. All right, so Wrecking Crew, your strength and ferocity are infamous. When striking in melee, you gain plus one D. Uh, you gain one effect, so you're going to do Desperate Great with five dice. That's a lot of dice. Forget about great expectations. We have great desperation. Still only a five on that, but it is a five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start some clocks for these individuals because they are capital N, capital C, named characters. Whoa. What? (gasps) What are their names? Call sign Eeyore. (laughs) Call sign Piglet. (laughs) Call sign Rabbit. Tigger. Owl. Oh no, we might have to put down Rue. Who was in a terrible accident. He got stuck in the probable cause while looking for honey. Okay, so the third one, the one that you heard uh, getting ready to radio, the chief is further away from you, so you're not able to get to uh, him just yet. All three of these people appear to be uh, appear to be like he, him pronouns based on the uh, insignia on their jackets. And you also see as you crash into the two that are in front of you, their name tags on their jackets, which just has their last names. So the shorter one that had the higher pitched voice earlier, uh, his name tag says Manson. And oh the boy. taller one who's uh, got the deeper voice, his name tag says Hardman. Die Hardman. Uh, I'm having flashbacks to the one of the best sketches of the Ben Stiller show. Manson. I did not know he had a show. Is Hardman like his third look aside from Magnum and Blue Steel? <laughs> well, that's El Tigre. <laughs> You're not a true fan, Velvet. <sighs> I'm uh, the twine. person uh, in the back is a tall, gaunt figure, um, like gangly looking. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing body armor and a helmet. And the one further back, uh, their name tag says Stone. Stone. Oh yeah. my gosh. You mean hard? No, not hard type. Yeah, it was hard type. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess they have an I guess they would have initials. So it's G Manson, D Hardman, and G Stone are the name tags that they have on their on their uniforms. Um so you plow into uh Manson and Hardman. And uh let's see here. You got a five, so I'm going to add, I believe it is Punch their faces in the face. One tick to this clock. So as you slam into the two of them, they fall backwards hardman just goes sliding and uh his back slams into the side of the probable cause manson appears to be a little more nimble he does a back handspring uh coming out of the arc that you slammed him into like a back handspring with his hand that's not holding the submachine gun uh lands in that three-point hero pose and immediately starts firing back at you this is bad giving you the level two harm riddled uh Riddle me uh, this. Riddle me this, Matt. If I resisted it, yeah, would that be prowess? 
It would be, yes. Being shot would be a, a prowess resist for sure. Let's hope I don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see stone for my vantage point in the control room? Um, I'll take two stress. If you are, I assume you're probably still in the process of uh, refueling. That's fair. Uh, okay, you take two stress. Do you swing your shield up into the way here? Tell you what, I'm going to actually spend a tick of armor instead of resisting, if that's all right. I think you've already rolled. I did. So, but keep that in mind for if you get shot at again. Which will happen. Um, but your shield being up in the way there, um, the bullets ricochet off of it and uh, just fly off into different directions. And yeah, you are you are unharmed by the bullets, but you can certainly feel the impact of them in your arm uh, through the shield. Like that. <laughs> as they slam into the shield and bounce off. Um, Further off, you see uh, Hardman is grimacing. He puts his, uh, the radio, okay. The radio that he was holding to call the chief, I think what would be interesting in this scene is he starts the call. You see him starting the call. And then one of the ricochet bullets pierces the radio in his hand, knocking it out of his hand. And so there's just this static like, and he just looks very unhappy as he reaches back and draws from his long gaunt back a very long rifle now, and starts setting it up. One thing I'm surprised is that he's not reacting to the fact that it's like, this is a very young person that has swung in. Like, I feel like someone as young as Emran is kind of unheard of or pretty rare. I am wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah Emran, Emran has a, a visor and a beard, and he's eight mm. feet. He's also like Spider-Man now. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well be a half-giant of these people. Yeah. Wearing armor, wielding a sword as large as they are. Yeah. <laughs> I think his age is perhaps the least of their concerns at the moment. <laughs> You're like, right, wow, sorry. This, this bizarre space viking that has just burst from... <laughs> <laughs> First from the office is remarkably young and handsome. <laughs> yeah, Manson is is definitely. You can see there's uh, on his face. You can see they've got like Judge Dredd style helmets, admiration, uh, similar to the ones that we've seen uh, Whiskey Tango in. So the Judge Dredd style helmets, and you can see below it, his mouth is drawn back into this grim uh, grin, rather. Like, he looks like he's having fun. He's enjoying this. Oh, I don't like these guys anymore. Um, Hardman just still has this dour expression on his face. And, uh... Stone. Yeah, Stone is looking annoyed. Peeved, even. Which one of them tells lies? All of them. They're cops. Hey! Hey!